Sometimes you just don't have the energy to prep for your game. That's why there's Weird Dungeon, W-Y-R-D, an OSR-style dungeon crawler from Happy Jack Games. That's J-A-K. Packed with these 36 pages are 11 D66 lists full of level names, factions, magic items, and more. Back Weird Dungeon on Kickstarter today at bit.ly backslash Weird Dungeon. That's W-Y-R-D Dungeon. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian. Joined here today with my guest, Francita, the founder of Creators Catalyst. Welcome. Hello. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. It's good to have you. And and some of our some of our listeners may be familiar with a few of the things that you've worked on, uh, Coyote and Crow and Tidebreaker being some of them, as well as, uh, what was the- I Hunt. I Hunt. Yes. <laughs> some people might be very familiar with I Hunt. It's a, <laughs> it's a great game. So tell us a bit about, so you're, you've got something, Creators Catalyst, that does something a little different than other things that, I've, that I'm used to. Could you tell us a bit about that and what you're doing over there? Yeah. So basically, one of the things that I like in life is try to help people with the things that I do. I got, I got this idea of uh, doing a kind of like an initiative in which I could help people finish their games, especially people who are struggling financially and can't afford to hire the services that they need for their games. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, this, this project started in a very different structure than it is now. But the way it works now is that uh, we offer... Uh, affordable services in editing, art, and layout, or graphic design in general, for creators get like they can book our services at a very discounted price. Talking about myself in specific, I'm offering my services at less than fifty percent off, like uh, more than fifty percent off. Sorry, uh, so it's like really, really cheap and compared to my usual fare and I'm doing this because I want people to be able to get that extra income be able to put their games on a storefront itch or drive through or whatever uh, and be able to sell them and be able to start like fighting like the struggle in this capitalist world so- <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that is quite a struggle there. <laughs> it is. And so I, I, I'm curious if you can speak a little more to that, because that's that's interesting for me to hear there. <laughs> yeah, so I am not working on this alone. Mm-hmm. I am working with two other people, which is Brent Jens. Some people might, might know Brent. He's an editor from Canada, and he's very good. And he's the one that is providing the editing services. And I'm working with Hector Rodriguez, which uh, he's an artist that he has, is working right now mostly for Frog Dog Games. And he's brilliant. He's so amazing. And his art is really top-notch. Uh, and the price that he is charging right now in the Creator Scalis project for the art pieces is really cheap. So like, I, I am so excited to be running this project because I think a lot of people can benefit from them. And my favorite part about it is that we have a paid forward option. So 
people that want to help other people like us uh, can just like book services for other people, either a specific person or uh, they can leave it to us to find someone who really needs those services. I'm curious. I'd like to know a little bit about some of the work that you did with uh, with Coyote, Coyote and Crow, and um, and Tidebreaker specifically. I, 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 yeah. and could you talk talk to a bit about what you what you did over there? And Tidebreaker was one that I did uh, a while back. I think it was earlier this year. Time is time is weird, so I don't really remember. <laughs> I did layout for Tidebreaker. It, it is a massive book it's 200 or something pages mm -hmm. uh letter size so it's it's a big book and i did the graphic design for it i i uh, had the the opportunity and the the honor to be uh brought into some of the creative process of like uh choosing the illustrations or mm -hmm. how many illustrations we were gonna need and that is something that i don't get to to have that that opportunity i don't get to have that for a lot of projects i do i'm just brought in to do layout they give me the text they give me the <laughs> images and that's it but this time i i had a say in how many images we we had in the end and the illustrations are gorgeous there are a lot of them <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's just a really beautiful book uh, that I, I strongly recommend you get. Also, the, the game itself is, is very uh, dramatic. It's called the cinematic uh, RPG system. It's just very epic. If you want to play something <laughs> very epic, you should try Tidebreaker. And for Coyote and Crow, uh, I am working on it right now. I'm working on their supplement for uh, of stories or adventures to to run in the game. This is the first supplement that for Coyote and Crow. Ten stories, a book that is uh, I think 200 pages pages or so. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a big book. Also, the stories are very varied. They are very fun. The ones that that are that I have read so far <laughs> and Coyote and Crow is a really the team behind is a really nice team to work with I'm really liking that uh that environment that's that's great to hear so I'm curious how you got your start in doing layout design and whatnot and how did you get into doing it with games specifically I have wondered about this myself <laughs> because I don't remember the specific way that I got into doing mm -hmm. that but i remember that i started being very active on twitter on the tabletop rpg community and i started making friends and at that time i was working on a normal day job as a graphic designer i was yeah. like fresh out of college and then i started doing little jobs for my friends i think that's how it started but i don't remember who was the first person that asked me yeah uh for, for like my to work for the games but then after that it just started like snowballing a little bit like this person would tell other person that uh that i did a good job or something and they would mm -hmm. contact me nowadays all of the clients i get are from recommendations from other people so it's really exciting uh one of the things that that happened to me back then was that when someone was looking for a layout artist or graphic designer on twitter 
my friends would tag me on the on the comments of course that's great and stuff but the things that happen to me now is that people that I don't even know that I don't think I've ever worked with are tagging me and that is like I don't know it's like a strange feeling of like people recognizing my work I do like a decent job or something so uh that is very it's it's a very exciting feeling and I'm really grateful well, I got a couple of questions now to hear what you said. That my first question is, is I'm gonna throw you for a curveball. Maybe I shouldn't do this out there, but you saying a lot of this was coming from Twitter, and I think a lot of folks were finding that they were relying on Twitter for uh lots of the stuff when it came to networking and things like that. And there's a whole thing going on with Twitter now. Any thoughts of what's happening? Yes, <laughs> I was. I was extremely, extremely scared about that mm-hmm. um, because, as I said, most of my networking came from Twitter. It was very scary at first. I haven't entirely migrated, but I created an account in Mastodon. Yes. And I started posting my stuff there. Mm-hmm. And the tabletop RPG community there is quite active right now. Like I, I posted something looking for work and it got like, 200 and something reblogs. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's it it's very active and I I'm finding it like uh really nice to be there or to try to boost mm-hmm. uh, information. The Creator Scalis project is also in Mastodon if any of the listeners want to go there. But yeah, um Twitter might not exist in the near future, but there's an alternative, people. There's an alternative. <laughs> Don't be so scared. <laughs> Don't be me. Actually, <laughs> it is. It's, it's it's interesting and precarious. Watching this happen has been has been something. So I got my next question. Is you said you you just found yourself in the the I guess the role playing game ecosphere of the Twitter. How did you get into the role-playing games and how did you go from there to, to working in them? Okay, so... Uh, you may have answered already a little bit. but <laughs> <laughs> I got into tabletop RPGs uh, in 2011. Uh, I was just getting into college, actually. Mm-hmm. A person at that time which uh, uh, who I dated then for several years got me into tabletop RPGs. And it was like life changing for me because I didn't know what they were. I never played them when I was younger. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I had like not at all. So it was really, really like life changing for me. I fell in love with tabletop RPGs so much that my my tattoo are dice. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, nice. I just love them, uh, and I'm so grateful that I get to work in tabletop RPGs. Like my job is like my dream job, and I never thought I would have that. <laughs> yeah. So, what games did you start off with? What games did you get into? How how did that? How did that? How did that? Yeah. Type <laughs> of games were you into? <laughs> yeah. So the first game that I played. I actually don't remember well uh, the name well because it's not like a really well-known game. Yeah. It was like a dark fantasy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we started a campaign, a Pathfinder campaign. Oh, yes, yes. 
at that time, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition hadn't uh, been released yet. Yes. And then when D&D Next, which was the playtest was called, uh, when it, it released, uh, we started a campaign with D&D Next. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, my, <laughs> and my GM was very, very thorough in the sense that after each session, he would get our feedback and then put it in the form in the website. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he contributed massively to fifth edition, I think. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I, yeah. See, I do the other way around. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't usually get into a game early on. I, I'm always in the middle of playing something else. So I, I, I don't end up starting a campaign or something until it's been out forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I understand that. Adopter. It's like, oh, I'd like to get to that. I want to get to that, but I'm still trying to play this over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were lucky to get it to like fifth edition right when it got released. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Well, actually, at the time when that when that D and D next was coming on, uh, was came out and they were doing that. I, I was running an AD and D second edition campaign at that point in time oh. because we had I had all all the books and they were cheap. And nobody was buying them, and 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 I was just still running them because I had it all. <laughs> Eventually, I did <laughs> dabble in the Pathfinder a little bit, but but yeah, yeah. So uh, anyhow, <laughs> I I'm curious. So what you're doing with Coyote and Crow and all these other other games, you're doing primarily a lot of layout and stuff like that. You said you went to school for that. I'm, how did you, would you go to school specifically for graphic design? Because you maybe give a little bit about your experience and your expertise and what you do. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, when I was right out of high school, I got into college, but I start, I got into chemistry, oh. uh, funnily enough, and I didn't really feel that was the path for me. Yeah. So I just, I was just one year uh, mm -hmm. in chemistry and then I dropped out and like two or three years later, I got into design. And the, in the, the college that I was studying, there wasn't a specifically graphic design, mm -hmm. but it depended on the courses that you took. Basically, I took all of the graphic design ones. <laughs> it was kind of my dream, but like one of those dreams that you don't think you're going to get yeah. uh, to work in games. Mm -hmm. It was just like so far off. I just, I just thought that I was going to end up working in an office for a marketing <laughs> team and doing ads. For I don't know, like yeah. clothes or something. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and I did that for mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. But I, it was kind of a dream to work in games. And well, as I said earlier, like it was just like one thing led to the other, and now I'm here. <laughs> and I can't say a lot of uh, a, a lot about it, but I think this year. Uh, this next year is going to be very exciting in terms of projects. I, I there's a lot of things coming for me, so uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Well, we're about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and and where they can check your stuff out and where they can they can contact you if need be? Yes. So on Twitter, I'm uh, at by Francida. 
that's uh, B-Y Francida. Uh, and on Mastodon, I'm the same, I think, by Francida. Uh, you can find the, the Creator Scholars Project on Twitter at RPG Catalyst. I also reblog or retweet a lot of that stuff on my own personal account. So you can find that there. And my website is byfrancita.com. So you can message me there, see my portfolio. And if you have any questions, you can always talk to me. If Even if you have any questions about graphic design or layout, I also offer layout lessons. Oh, nice. uh, but if you have specific questions, I can always help. I, I won't charge. I just, I, I can help you. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. It's been good getting a chance to chat. Thank you. It was so nice. No doubt. No doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar I'm on TikTok now too at Logar we're on Patreon. We could really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.